You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Nick Perry on the call here today. To Nick, I really appreciate your time and uh, you should definitely check out. Nick runs a very successful mastermind and and you know how much I like masterminds. And in fact, that's part of the title of this podcast is REI Mastermind Network. The power of masterminds is is something that you're, you're not going to find a better return on investment and highly recommend you checking out Nick's. Head over to Seven Figure Cartel, and you need to use the number seven, sevenfigurecartel.com to find out some more information. Um, and I understand he does things virtually, so it makes it a little easier to attend some of these events compared to, you know, with the lockdowns and everything else going on. So uh, definitely check that out. Nick has a huge CV uh, resume when it comes to what he does. In fact, he has multiple streams of of passive income going on at once from, we're going to tackle wholesaling today, but he's into commercial uh, gas and oil, um, e-commerce, everything. So, I mean, uh, I think you're going to provide a wealth of background and information on, 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 a, on a number of fronts, because I think what's neat about your background, Nick, is the concept that because you're in so many things, it probably brings a different perspective to where to your real estate investing. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, real estate was the base and where I started. So if it wasn't for, you know, real estate, I wouldn't have all the other passive investments that I have now. So, you know, learning and mastering uh, real estate, wholesaling and flipping gave me the money to be able to put that into different asset classes, which is, you know, got me to the point that I'm at now. So, you know, it's all about laying one perfect brick at a time. It wasn't like I went out and I just started, you know, trying all these different businesses on. No, I, I spent five and a half years, 80 hours a week, mastering real estate wholesaling, you know, getting my teeth kicked in every single day until I really got it dialed in to the point. Now we do, you know, consistently 30, 40 deals a month. Um, but it, you know, it takes time for any business to mature. So, you know, I'm a big proponent and, you know, diversifying your assets and your streams of income, but you got to focus on that mainstream first. So, you know, that's, I think what I did well was I stayed very focused in the early years when I was, you know, getting my business running. No, that's great advice. Usually what you focus on is what grows and, and a lot of people get really distracted with those shiny objects. And the next thing you know, you're you're spread too thin and nothing is growing because of it. Well, the person that chases two rabbits usually gets none. So, yeah, stay laser focused on whatever that main goal is. If it's going to be, you know, wholesaling, be the best at wholesaling. If it's going to be fix and flipping, be the best at fix and flipping. If you're going to, you know, strive to build a rental portfolio, only work on, you know, just really niche yourself down and get, um, really good in a lane, plug into somebody, you know, like uh, Jack said at the beginning, you find a mastermind that's tailored to your specific goals and get plugged in with like-minded people around you. 
to help guide you, give you resources, keep you accountable. It's going to make the journey a lot faster than you trying to go go about it on your own. So, so we're gonna I'm gonna put a a, a little uh, bookmark there because what I want us to do eventually here, Nick, is that towards the end of the show, let's spend a little time and and actually tell people a little bit about what a mastermind actually is. You know, I think a lot of people hear that term. And they're told that they probably should consider joining a mastermind. But I, I think it's kind of uh, something that a lot of people aren't actually familiar with and on how actually it works. Um, so that'll be a great conversation here a little later. But let's start with the wholesaling. You're, you're, you currently manage a company that does it nationwide. And in fact, um, it's... We want to sell now.com is your your wholesaling arm. You're doing 30 to 40 of these wholesales a, a a month, right? Correct. So let's start at the beginning. How did you get into wholesaling? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, my entire career, I've been in sales in some capacity. You know, my first career, I was a personal trainer and, uh, you know, I realized, hey, I'm working 60, 70 hours a week, but I'm only making 60 grand a year. And all my clients are coming in in Bentleys and taking luxury vacations. I must, you know, have something wrong here. So I start interviewing them. I'm like, hey, well, what do you do? You know, how did you make money? And most of them owned businesses or they were in sales. So that's really where I got like the entrepreneurial bug. And one of my clients, um, he could see, you know, the drive and, you know, where I wanted to take my life. So he took me under his wing and he hired me on to be a um, franchise sales consultant. So I traveled around the country selling frozen yogurt franchises, you know, of all things. So I got my first real sales experience, you know, under him. He was a great first mentor. He was the former CEO of Quizno Subs, like when it was in its heyday. And uh, so he showed me a lot about business. And um, 2014, that frozen yogurt trend, it like cooled off, like no pun intended. It like the shelf (laughs) fell out. On that, uh, on that fad, and it's I okay if the pun was intended. I mean, that it was, was a intended. Good pun. It was definitely intended. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so um, I, I was at a crossroads. What am I going to do now? I don't, you know, really want to stay and try to find another one of these positions. Um, I wasn't too happy where I was living in Northern Virginia. It's kind of where I grew up. Bad traffic. Everybody's miserable because they work for the government. And so I wanted to go somewhere else outside of my hometown. So with you know, just out of the blue, I said I'll. I'm going to go down to Austin, Texas. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job, no connections, but I got an apartment locator to get me an apartment down there. And I just drove down with, uh, you know, no real, uh, real plan, except for I want to be a business owner. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what kind of business I was going to do. And so, you know, in you know, kind of desperation, I turned to YouTube and started searching for like business ideas. Mm. And after looking at a ton of them, I came across, you know, real estate and within real estate wholesaling to be, you know, um, to be niched down on that. And that's really where I started, you know, just consuming a ton of you know, content kind of like we're putting out right now and, um, started educating myself and then taking massive action. You know, immediately I was putting out marketing flyers, um, direct mail, banded signs and, uh, you know, working my butt off to try to get my first deal. And it didn't happen for me overnight. It took me 11 months to get my first deal with a, you know, really, you know, like this wasn't like a half-ass effort. I was going, you know, hundred percent all in. And it just took me that long. Cause I didn't know, I, I didn't have anybody to turn to. I didn't have a mentor or anything like that. So 
I kind of had to put myself through YouTube University and figure it out. Um, and that's really where it started. And then after that, you know, I, I plugged in with some good uh, mentors that were crushing it in the business, and they helped me get the you know the the systems and processes and a semblance of a company together. And then you know, um, 2016 that was our first seven figure year, and then we've been consistently growing the company ever since. So, you know, how long did it take you? You, you learned about wholesaling. Uh, you, you started studying up on it. You said you took immediate action, you know, massive action. How long did it take for you to jump in and, and take that action? Like, I, the reason I ask is you run into a lot of people who have this analysis paralysis. And, and frankly, I find that they, they're never going to consume enough to satisfy and, and get that get that action going. And I wanted to emphasize how much, uh, how much action actually is, is a bigger educator. Yeah. I mean, probably after like a, you know, one evening of watching YouTube videos, the next day I was going to you wow. know, FedEx office and getting postage and, you know, I was handwriting letters. So I didn't, I didn't wait. I knew that the first thing I needed to do was get the phone ringing. And how was I going to get the phone ringing back then? They taught, send out direct mail pieces. Right. And I didn't have money to get somebody to do that for me. So I had to sit there and handwrite them on my kitchen counter by myself. And now I haven't sent direct mail out in six years, but that's the way they were teaching back then. So I would right. do that. I would go to the dollar store and get like, uh, you know, the basically like the uh, poster board that kids do their science projects with. And mm-hmm. I would make bandit signs and go put them up. So, you know, it was, uh, it that was definitely absolutely like awesome. Yeah. I didn't have any money at the time, you know, so I was just doing what I had to do to try to get things going. No, that that's absolutely awesome. The, the, the concept of how much you did with as little as possible. I mean, that that's what where most people have this get rich quick concept when it comes to wholesaling. I mean, that's what we've all been taught or you hear a lot of podcasters, a lot of education, a lot of YouTube, you know, get into real estate, no money down. Well, that might be the case, but there's a lot of hustle that has to be involved. And I mean, you found ways. I mean, you knew bandit signs worked. Well, you're not going to buy bandit signs. So you went to the dollar store, got the material to handwrite them and get them out. I mean, there is always a way. That's right. So there's really no excuses. You know, it's just comes down to literally one one foot in front of the other. Yeah, first step's always the hardest. You want to get caught up like, oh, well, you know, I need to know this before I do this, or I need to get my business cards before I, um, you know, start putting out marketing, or I need to get my LLC incorporated. No, you need to get the phone ringing and you need to start taking calls is what you need to do, right? So right. if you're just getting started, do not get stuck in, you need to know everything first. You'll learn as you go along. And that's the best way to learn, in my opinion, is through real world experience. And then the other thing is, you know, I I keep pushing the concept of persistent, consistent behavior. You're very persistent. I mean, 11 months and then you finally got your first deal. What made you convinced to stick it out for that long? Well, it was, you know, probably like month seven of striking out on appointment after appointment after appointment. And uh, yeah, I remember getting back. And I didn't have AC in my car. It was like 110 degrees in the middle of August in uh, Austin, Texas. And I get back and I'm at the house and I'm like, man, 
just really like kind of defeated. And I remember sitting there at my kitchen counter. I was like, should I just like, you know, give this up already? Like, you know, put all this money and energy and every, I put my heart and soul into it's not working out. And I thought to myself, I was like, look, there's another person that can do it. Then I can do it too. And I didn't come this far to only come this far. So mm-hmm. I'm not quitting. There's only two options. Either I'm going to make, I'm going to become successful at this or it's going to have to kill me. There, there was not an in-between like, you know, I was, and then that was it. That was the only time I thought about quitting. And that was the self-talk that I had with myself when, you know, I was you know, at that breaking point. So this, this is also something that's really telling. Like you said, you took 11 months to get that first deal. How soon did the second deal come? Actually, not too long afterwards, because I took all the proceeds from my first deal. And then rather than me having to handwrite the letters myself, I took all those proceeds and put them into uh, a fulfillment center that could do the mail for me. And I got mm. you know, a mass quantity of them. So I started generating calls and then uh, deal two, three and four almost came back to back. So, you know, mm. I think, you know, month 11, I got my first deal. I turned around, reinvested it. And by month, you know, 13 or 14, I was had three more deals after that. So how much of your mindset changed that would have impacted the, that quick turnaround as well? Like, I find that uh, what people ha- what happens is, is that once they do that first deal and they actually realize that it's possible, that's when things start to click and things just seem to come a little easier. Yeah, you know, it was the proof of concept that I needed because, you know, we all see stuff online, you know, all these, you know, get rich quick things. And, you know, you can, you could conceptually know in your heart that it's true. And you see all these case studies of other people, but until you actually close the deal yourself, um, it's not as tangible. So once I was able to close that first deal, then it was almost like it was game over because now I could go rinse and repeat that process, get better at that process. And there was light at the end of the tunnel to where I wasn't going to have to go work for somebody for the rest of my life. I can make money on my own and I don't need to you know, be reliant on anybody at any time. And I can call my own shots, which is really was my why at the time is I want it is the freedom of being an entrepreneur. Right. So if you like to hear more and, and actually work with people like Nick, you got to join a, a mastermind like what Nick ha, uh, has here, sevenfigurecartel.com. Again, I'll make sure to have those links in the show notes. But uh, this is actually the type of conversations you can have in those groups. If you're stuck on something, uh, this is where you get a mastermind, a group of people that have this type of experience that can get you kickstarted or push you in the right direction. So, Nick, you know, I would like to spend a couple minutes here now uh, defining uh, what it's like to have when you're when you're getting advising people to getting in wholesaling for the first time. Where do you typically advise people now on where to start? Well, I mean, the way that we, you know, like I told you, we don't do direct mail anymore. I'm not tacking up bandit signs on the you know intersections. The way that we generate the majority of our leads now is all online. So, you know, digital advertising, pay-per-click advertising, these are going to be super high converting leads because these folks have taken the initiative to go on Google, type in something like sell my house fast or, you know, where can I sell my inherited property? And then they come through to your website, fill out a form, and now they're sitting 
in front of you, basically raising their hand, asking for help. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite um, way to tell people, you know, to, to get started is to, you know, first you got to have some sort of marketing budget. Like if you can, you can go my route and, you know, go to family dollar and try to shoestring this thing yourself. But my, my advice is to get plugged in with a, you know, a good group mentorship, start going to some of the local, you know, real estate uh, investment meetings, learn, but then take immediate action, go out there and, you know, start putting out marketing, right? So um, my favorite thing is, you know, learn, implement, learn, implement, don't learn, 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 go and learn and then implement. So um, wholesaling, in my opinion, is the easiest way to get your first check, right? You can go out and try to fix and flip a property yourself, but it's brain damage. I would advise you just go get a property under contract, turn around, sell it to an investor, you know, get a check. And then, you know, from there, as you start to get more experience, um, you may want to take down a fix and flip, but uh, real estate wholesaling is the easiest way to you know, start making the cash register ring as quickly as possible. No, I, I, it, 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 I you made me chuckle there because uh, I've done quite a few fix and flips and I don't think there could be anything outside of self-managing rentals that uh, could be more frustrating. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not as glamorous as they make it look on HGTV. I promise you that. Yeah, you can't do it in thirty minutes or less, can you? No, unfortunately not. No. So let's talk about your mastermind for a moment. Uh, we talked about the importance of a mastermind or joining something like this. Let's fill people in on exactly what goes on at a mastermind. What would they typically expect? Yes. Yeah, so. The great thing about a mastermind is you're coming to the table with a like-minded people that are looking to accomplish similar goals to you. So there's masterminds literally for anything that you want to do, right? Think about it almost like a you know, really high-level um, think tank or a super uh, amazing college course, right? So I've spent over 750 grand in my career on masterminds, and that's what got me to this point because... Once you go to a mastermind and you're around like-minded people, it allows you to share your ideas and your business and get constructive criticism from people that um, may be ahead of you or um, from coaches that you know have already been through what you've been through to save yourself tons and tons of money, time, and energy. You can go try to figure out everything by yourself, but I, we all know that that's not the best way to do it. You might as well learn from people that have already done it and shortcut yourself uh, all the labor pains and starting a business. So it's a cheat code to getting yourself set up properly without having to try to, um, you know, figure everything out yourself. You can go to a mastermind and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing in my business. These are, this is what I'm doing for marketing. This is how I'm doing acquisitions. This is how I'm selling the properties. These are the vendors that I'm using. This is the software that I'm using. And you get somebody like, you know, myself or, you know, uh, Jack or anybody that, you know, may have been in this business a long time. They could say, look, I tried that, man. I, I would advise you probably switch and use this vendor, you know, hire one more person here. And so they can get your business shaped up to uh, do a lot, you know, exponentially, you know, more than you're doing now just by getting around the right people. 
Yeah, I think that's one of those things that's really kind of cool about a mastermind is is being able to be in that room of like-minded individuals. You're drawing on all of that experience. And, and one of the taglines for this show is you, you can either put in 10,000 hours and be an expert or leverage that investment that somebody's already been made, uh, that someone's already made. And uh, you have the floor for a, a period of time. You get to ask what's holding you up. If ask an opinion of this group and actually draw from all of this knowledge, all of this experience, it, it's actually, you know, I hate to use the term, but it's frankly magical and what, what can be accomplished. I'm a byproduct of, of masterminds. So that's what got me to where I am now. And I still continue to go to masterminds to this day. And I probably always will. I'll continue to you know, go to masterminds, even, you know, as my business in terms of wholesaling is, you know, probably one of the best in the country, but I always want to learn. I always want to be the dumbest guy in the room. And so that's my goal whenever I go to these places is um, learn and always be the dumbest guy in the room. Yeah. No, that that's that's great advice. And uh, like I said, I'm going to make sure to include that link in the show notes uh, for the sevenfigurecartel.com. Uh, you got to definitely check out this. And, and frankly, if uh, if everybody on that in that mastermind is is as knowledgeable as you, I mean that that's got to be one heck of a an environment for people. Uh, we, I mean, we've got the top players in the country that are in in the cartel. So, you know, it's not just, you know, people that are looking to get in the business. It's people that are actually doing deals. We've got, you know, operators in there doing multiple six figures a month. Um, you know, and everybody's really humble and willing to help. And that's the great thing about it. And I actually meet, um, with all the students every other week just to literally go over their business. So like you said, I'll make sure that the floor is yours. I want to know what's going on in your business, good, bad, or ugly. And we're going to fix whatever bottlenecks you have right there um, every couple of weeks. So you can just continue to break through challenges and you're not getting stuck on the same issues. So you're continually making just really rapid progress. So that's that's my thing is like hindsight is 2020. If I had all this knowledge back then, I would I wouldn't have had to spend, you know, six years building building my business. I could have probably done it in a year. Um sure. So that's that's why I love doing this. It's just seeing the results that all the members are able to get from giving them the resources, opening up my Rolodex to them, um, helping them with just challenges that I've already gone through um, and, and getting them through. It's the, it's the easy way to do business rather than trying to you know, figure it out all on your own. Sure. Well, let's let's go back to wholesaling for a moment. Um, and yeah. uh uh, because I wanted to give a few people some actionable things, and and uh, when you started wholesaling, and and now you you you're nationwide, would you say that uh, people should typically start in their backyard? How should they start their wholesaling business? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to be doing things over the phone now with technology the way it is, you can do this virtually, right? You can evaluate a property online and figure out what it's worth and make educated offers based upon your conversation with the seller and the property condition, how much you should offer. And then additionally, you know, we were able to collect photos and media from the seller or from we'll send somebody out to go get photos and media for us. 
And as long as you can find a buyer on the back end, which I teach, you know, all the students how to do very easily, then you don't have to physically see the properties. So mm. with that being said, you know, you don't have to be limited. If you're listening to this and maybe you're in a smaller town or, you know, you want to live in, you know, Cabo San Lucas all year, that's, that's very possible. You can, you can do those kind of things with real estate and wholesaling. Um, the games evolved with um, everybody being on DocuSign and things like that. It's a completely different ball game than it was when I first came into it. When I first came into it, I had to go to my backyard because we just didn't have the, the right technology yet. But since about 2016, 2017, yeah, you can do this from anywhere in the world. So don't let geography be a limiting factor. Now, I think you should learn real estate in your local market, but um, I mean, I, I do this all over the country. If I had to do it all over again, I would have just started nationwide. Oh, really? Yeah. You're probably yeah. one of the first people who've said that, uh, you know, to jump, jump head first into nationwide versus focusing on a couple markets. Yeah. I mean, it's, we've, we figured out all the complexities to, you know, evaluating property nationwide, selling property nationwide, being able to control the, the, you know, um, sales process all the way through working with the title companies. So we don't, now I don't really you know, see a reason why I would ever switch back to doing my home market. Like my uh, office is headquartered in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. but I do deals all over the country, right? The reason I went nationwide was because Austin was a very challenging market for wholesale. Like real estate developers do really well there, but it's a tough real estate wholesale market. You end up having to spend a lot of money to get a deal there. So I started going to neighboring cities like San Antonio and Houston and I was doing well, but I couldn't be in all those cities at once. So I had to start doing everything over the phone. And then once I mastered over the phone, I was like, well, why am I only, why am I geographically limiting myself to Texas? Literally Mm -hmm. anywhere in the country. So. Sure. So, you know, you, you talked about, uh, now that you've you've you're all across the country like you are, uh, how has it been to build up your buyers list across the country? Yeah, so you know we have um, a huge buyers list. We probably have the largest repository of buyers in the United States, just because from going to action from going to masterminds, I would go and I would barter buyers lists from people all over the country. Oh, that's that a good was idea. A huge help. Additionally, like I went and um, scraped all of the uh, realtors contact information off realtor.com and zillow.com. And um, we lean on realtors a lot of times. They're great resources, you know, realtors and investors. It seems like we got this like friction Mm -hmm. between us. But if you can effectively communicate and work with realtors, they're going to bring you those cash buyers that you're not going to get on a a buyer's list and they're going to pay more, right? Because they have that doctor or lawyer that wants a couple rentals a year or they want to do a fix and flip every now and then. And they're going to give you that person that's going to pay higher than your seasoned fix and flip investor who's going to try to beat you up and get you at 80 cents you know, minus repairs or 70 cents minus repairs. Um, so we lean on realtors heavily in markets that we don't have um, you know, an established you know, presence of, of buyers. 
So to do that scraping today, do you typically hire somebody off of Fiverr or do you have some sort of software yeah, that takes care of Fiverr or Upwork? You can get, you know, people that can write a Python, you know, code for you and just get the, um, get them doing all the uh, scraping. You know, at one, when we're, when I was doing it heavily at one time, I think I had like four or five laptops running in my office, all running scripts. Yeah. Cause I didn't want it to take six months. I want it to be done in three weeks. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, I, I just realized we're, we're closing in a half an hour here, um, uh, but I wanted to remind everybody one more time, head over to Seven Figure Cartel, uh, check out that mastermind. But before I let you go, Nick, what's one question you wished I would have asked you here today? One question I wished you would have asked me would have been, um, what do you think is the um, hardest piece of, what's the hardest part of being an entrepreneur? Okay. What's the hardest part of being an entrepreneur? It's all, it's all in between your ears, right? So, yeah, I could get, I could sit here and I can give you all the tools, all the resources, literally give you my phone with all my contacts in it, teach you everything down to everything that I know. Um, but it comes down to how do you operate under pressure? What's your, um, what's your mindset like? Because doesn't matter how much you know it's about how how well your mind is conditioned so how good it's the intangibles that are going to make you a great business owner how well can you lead people and communicate and you know uh give you know guidance to others because eventually if you guys are going to try to take this business to me in a multiple seven figure year you're not doing it on your own so you know, develop your leadership skills um develop your mindset and it, it all starts with you at the end of the day. You want to be crystal clear on what your why is. And if you're going to be leading others, you need to have a really big why. Because all your employees' wise have to fit in that why too. So just some food for thought there. Um, I think the hardest part of being a um, business owner is really just the mindset and making sure that you, you know, can operate well under pressure. Well, I, I think that's a great way to end this. I really appreciate your time, Nick. Uh, you're always welcome back. I hope you'll join me again and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jack. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.